Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello, thank you so much for joining us again on the Education on Fire podcast. Today our spotlight really is on early years and foundation stage and I'm going to be chatting to Ben Case who works for the Foundation Stage Forum. Now if you haven't come across them before, really they're a gathering of voices and a place to seek advice, to debate, make connections and really just to be able to come together so that you can learn the best practices for children in this early stages of their learning. Ben had previously been a reception teacher at a school in Littlehampton and he's um, been involved in Tapestry and their online journal and he's now made this transition from working in school to being as part of Tapestry Towers as it were um, and it's used this experience of working with four-year-olds to help him adjust to working in an office and he finds that really handy now working with colleagues and also makes him obviously a very knowledgeable education advisor. He also tweets a lot and runs the Tapestry support group on Facebook. If you're unaware of Tapestry, it's an easy-to-use and secure online learning journal helping staff and families collaborate their children's learning and development. And Tapestry builds a very special record of children's experiences, develop and learning journey through their early years in primary education and it uses photos, videos, diary entries and the teacher and early years practitioners along with the child's parents and it weaves together a story of the child and how they're growing and developing. I'd like to take this opportunity just to thank NAEP, the National Association for Primary Education, our sponsor. And if you want to find out more information about their free YouTube series and also to get a free copy of their Primary First Professional Journal, visit their website, which is nape.org.uk. That's N-A-P-E dot But this is my interview with Ben Case talking about the Foundation Stage Forum and its relationship to Tapestry. Hi Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day and tell us a little bit about your working situation at the moment, bearing in mind we are still currently all in lockdown. Yes, I mean, uh, luckily um, with Tapestry Support and Foundation Stage Forum, we were um, able to all work from home quite easily. So we just literally picked up our laptops and took them home and uh, I think, yeah, it's it's been a, a strange setup, just not having the usual team around you to have general chats, but We've made it work with different sort of online video calls and our chat system and everything like that. And I think it's worked quite well, really. <laughs> it's, um, and uh, yeah, in that side of things, it's I'm, I'm, I'm doing OK, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And I should just mention this moment. We were just chatting just before we started recording. There are there are three of my children doing uh, online schooling, plus everyone trying to work from home as well. So if you do hear any background kind of crashing <laughs> and banging or anything like that, then that's the situation where we're all in the house together doing the best we can. But uh, so far, so good, which has been fantastic. So let's um let's all reverse everything in give us a little bit of uh, a bit of a background in terms of of how you got into your sort of teaching and how that then currently got you into your current situation yeah i mean uh i was i trained um actually on the uh, university of sussex uh, on their 7 to 14 pgce in with the science background because um, i did a chemistry degree years ago and I wanted to get into teaching, but I did a few other things um, along the way. Um, I managed a restaurant. I used to have my own shop selling horse tack stuff. So I've done quite a few things before teaching. Um, But then, as I said, I signed up to the course um, at Sussex and really, really enjoyed the primary part of it. But 
um, not so much the secondary side of things. Um, and the people on the course, like the course sort of facilitators were well aware of it and helped support me and everything. And um, I've just, yeah, fell into sort of primary school. Uh, once I, for my NQT year, I started teaching at a primary school in, sorry, it was actually a junior school I started at um, in Littlehampton. And after a few years there, we amalgamated and became a primary school. So I sort of went from the upper key stage two section, uh, then went down to year one and then into early years and sort of uh, followed um, that sort of path and sort of floated around there. And uh, I think I did about 10 or 11 years there, which um, absolutely loved the time there at school. And um, during my time of, in reception, I used um, tapestry a lot um and sort of got to know Steve and Helen from uh Tapestry because they were based fairly locally and one thing led to another and uh, they they offered me a job um, and the time was right for me I felt it was uh yeah and it is amazing isn't it how these things all do sort of they're sort of almost like a river they kind of sort of meander around a bit you think you know where you're going and then all of a sudden there's a little sort of side exit and you do something else and opportunities arise and uh and, and, I, and I really like it in sort of your example there of it being very organic because it was an organization like say you knew about and you were aware about and then and it's sort of a very natural progression mm, yeah i mean it it was after sort of because obviously um tapestry have got alongside the the foundation stage forum which is an amazing resource of um lots of teachers coming together and discussing things um but i always found that looking on facebook i would always see lots and lots of questions from tapestry users saying oh how do we do this and how do you do that and it was like no one was going to the forum to ask these questions so i just sort of approached Stephen and helen and said would you mind if i set up a, a tapestry group on Facebook and um, that was I can't remember how many years ago now um, and we're just about I think we've just hit 15,000 members of that group now mm. um, so it's it's grown quite significantly um, <laughs> over the last few years and um, as I said that's kind of really helped me get to know sort of Stephen Helen and the rest of the tapestry group they're all a lovely bunch there and and for those people who either aren't directly involved in early years or or aren't as familiar as as you will be um give us some sort of specifics about the sorts of support and the sorts of things which you give support for with tapestry um it actually goes from sort of the early years up to key stage two now um so there's lots more primary schools that are sort of buying into it but the the support that i sort of give um and the whole team give is um generally just how you get the most out of it so someone might have questions about how they are how they could use up uh, use a part of tapestry especially for the tracking um because the the tracking side of tapestry is is really powerful but you have to be using it the right way to get what you want it's like any tracking system really unless whatever you put in has to be a good quality to get something out of it and it's just sort of um that's one thing we really do support people with, learning how to use things. We're bringing out new features all the time as well. So um, supporting people when we're bringing those out. Um, since the lockdown, we, we brought in um, quite a few. So one of the ones I'm really involved with is activities where we're adding activities to Tapestry for our users to be able to sort of set them to, their, to the children and for the families to use. But they can also add their own um, 
activities and uh, and sort of set those as well and refer to them back later in later years, which I think is another really powerful thing. Um, but yeah, I think our main support really is just that um, helping people get the most out of what they're what they're signed up to, really. And that is often the thing, isn't it? It's like um, it's, it's almost like having a brand new car, isn't it? You, you know, it does lots of things, but there's only so many things you can do, and so many things you're allowed to do, and so many things you could work out yourself. And actually, ha- bet, yeah. ha- ha- having that facility to really understand the whole, um, the whole package, as it were, is it just it must be really supportive, like I say, to be able to sort of ask and and ebb and flow with those questions. Yeah, and I think as well, um, like having such a, a strong support network such as like the support tickets we do and um having the facebook group we're able to see what people are looking for um so one of the things at the beginning of this lockdown was um you were only limited to i think it was a three minute video on tapestry which you know for most situations is more than enough but actually what we're seeing is that were people like teachers were wanting to upload stories and it's very hard to read a story in three minutes or like my wife downstairs um, has been uh, recording lots and lots of lessons. So last night we were busy recording a um, a maths lesson and uh, in the lounge and everything. And it was like we got to six minutes. I was holding up the four minute time and she was like, <laughs> OK, so, you know, we, we, it's become a little studio in our house. Yeah. But um, and because we saw that through what people were asking, we were able to actually increase the the limits of videos on tapestry to 10 minutes, which has really helped a lot of our customers um, to be able to use the tools that they want in the best way. I mean, that really is great to hear. And I think, I think it's the one thing that I've been aware of in this current situation is just how fast companies have been able to adapt to support teachers and schools in, in exactly what they needed in unprecedented times. So it's not like you've had months and months of R&D in terms of knowing what was around the corner. It literally was, here we are, completely different world. What can we do within the facility that we've got? And it sounds like you've really done the most for everybody. Uh, totally. I mean, I think the the roadmap for development for Tapestry has been completely rewritten now. Um, I think our developers are like, okay, where are we now? <laughs> it's, um, which has been, you know, and it's been so, this is the, I think the main point for me has been being involved in that development, which is, I think I've found fascinating um, and something I didn't really appreciate when I was in the classroom, just how much goes into each of the features and everything like that. And I think even before we, like say, we were all working from home, just the, the reliance we have on technology and all that data gathering and 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 the support that we want to do is, is vital, isn't it? And um and I think the the way that you can work, like I say, in creating these roadmaps and seeing how it's going forward, can be can be really really important. And do you just think it's now just become even more integral and will become even more so once schools start to reopen, which we're sort of in the in the process of starting a little bit more now. But I think it's going to be. A, a different looking version of school for quite a long time to come oh definitely i think yeah i think um it's yeah the future for education especially the near future is going to be very different um i think this whole at the moment they talk about bubbles and everything like that and it's it's going to be even more challenging for teachers and for the children and for the families involved um which is why i think like having the sort of that homeschool link is so, so important. Um, 
and I was actually looking into this um, in preparation for today's chat. And we found that in the eight weeks before lockdown, um, observations uploaded by relatives, there was just over 450,000, which to me was a lot. You know, in eight weeks, 450,000 observations by just by the relatives, sorry, you know, it's an impressive number. But since the lockdown started, in the eight weeks since then, there were just over four million observations added by relatives. Wow. And yeah, and that to me just shows how things have changed so much. Um, and it's not—it's no longer sort of schools giving parents just this. It's about getting stuff back from the families as well. And I think that's one of the key things that schools need to make sure they carry on um, into the future. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. And it's something that first struck me. I did an interview for the National Association for Primary Education. Um, and I was talking to one of their founding members, John Coe, and, and he was saying sort of the education world um, has in, 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 in certain recent times, it's been kind of, you know, your, your son or daughter goes to school and you do the learning and then you sort of do the parenting. Um, yeah. and, and he said, actually, in in the past and actually in some ways a more cohesive way is the fact that we all have slightly different jobs because you know we are parents or we are the teachers but actually it's the combination of that community together all giving feedback and working together as a whole which actually is the most supportive for children and I think now because of our insights as parents because we've had our children at home learning mm. and and vice versa I, I think that's automatically sort of happened without us actually having to think about it too much just because of the situation yeah totally i think yeah um you know in, in early years especially um it, it, the focus is the child so it's all supposed to be child-centered um everyone working around the child there's lots of meetings about the child there you know it's that's how it works and i think that is what is filtering through the rest of education which i think is can only be a positive really because um, we are working all for the child at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely, and I, I think that's a key message. That, that's certainly a, a key message for NAEP as well, which I'm sure they'll yeah. be they'll, they'll be really interested in. And I think. I think I think the reality of learning it, like you say, in this situation, has been absolutely, has been absolutely key. So mm. let let's just spend a few minutes also getting sort of your advice and your wisdom, partly from being a teacher, but also having been through the the education system. And and what did you find valuable about your school experience? And you can have that both in terms of anything you remember from being at school, <laughs> whether, whether it's like a favourite teacher or whatever they did, and also because you've sort of been in the classroom as well. Yeah, I mean, I think for me. Um, being sort of going back quite a few years now uh, when I was at school I I just I don't really remember there being that much interaction between my home life and my school life you know if, like from the teachers getting in touch with my parents uh, apart from a school report that used to land on the doormat um, you know I used to take the school bus every day and then so my parents never came to school now that, that was from sort of about the age of I think it must have been 11. Um, so in that respect, it's, you know, for me, the whole parental engagement thing wasn't really that strong. But then, you know, things were very different back then. We didn't have the communication tools that we have now. And I think that's where things really changed when I started in the classroom. Um, because having a tapestry as a tool for me as a teacher, I was able to get 
really in touch with those parents as much as I needed to. And they could, they, I felt they could get in touch with me as much as they wanted to as well. So when um, their child, if they brought their child in and they were a little bit upset during the day, one of the key things that I needed to do during that, that morning was to make sure, first of all, that the child was settled and happy and then create an observation and send it home to the parents straight away so they could see that their child was sort of happy and settled because that that whole communication will help sort of ease the parents' minds, help them sort of appreciate what's happening. And then I found that they were more willing to work with us as well. I think it makes so much sense, doesn't it, in this day and age? You know, it's not like everyone was at the school gate dropping off and now everyone's also picking up because because of work situations and um, breakfast clubs and after school clubs. And, and the fact that our lives generally are very organic and very quick you know we, you know, we send a yeah. text we send an email we do whatever and and it, and it seems only natural really that there should be that that facility to be able to do that and like i say peace of mind and especially if like say if a child's been slightly upset at the beginning of the day to know within that day that everything's okay or if there's anything that needs to be um pointed out is, is such a different thing than just having to wait till whenever you finally get home and, and get mm. those details then yeah and the other the, i mean one of my favourite examples I always used to say to other parents would be uh, junk modelling. You know, a reception child or any child making something from junk modelling, it's their imagination. And they, you know, to have someone say to them, wow, look at your, for example, boat, when they've, you know, they've seen it for the first time. For a child, that is so, sort of, so important. So while, if I saw a child doing things with junk modelling, another thing I'd make sure I was doing was um, re- sort of making an observation, putting that into the parents straight away. So by the time they picked up their child for, uh, at the end of the day, they had seen this junk modelling observation and they knew what it was. So when their little child came out with this, these boxes all stuck together with tape and glue and buttons and everything stuck on it, they could say, oh, wow, look at your boat. That's so amazing. Mm. And you could see the child, their face lit up because what they had made was being recognized. And I think for them, that self-worth for the child was important. And it also helped the dialogue. It, It gave the parents something to talk to their child about. Um, now I've I've got a 14 year old now here, and it, for many many years now it's like, what what have you done today at school? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, when she was at primary, she was at the same primary school that I taught at, so I knew the things she'd been up to. But I'd still ask, you know, what yeah. have you been up to? I knew that she'd be had like amazing days, and yeah, nothing. <laughs> it's just like, and that's what a lot of parents get, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we can all relate to that as parents, and and like I say, it's a lot of it is actually. Like I say, having that in, isn't it? Because you know, oh, how was this? How was that? Rather than that, what have you been doing? Yeah. It's like they they come out and they switch off as if they've been somewhere anywhere other than in being at school. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what was the best advice you've ever been given, and and who was it that gave it to you? Now, I think as a teacher, the best piece of advice I was ever given, and unfortunately, I can't remember who it was. Um. It was, I'm not sure if I should probably share this because it could get people in trouble. It was, um, if someone gives you a piece of paper, a form to fill out or something like that, wait until they ask for it a second time. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because what I found was that 
you know, you'd be given these pieces of paper to fill out and you could spend maybe an hour filling out this piece of paper. You could fill out for two hours, who knows? And then you give it to them. And I remember there was one case I gave it in and they said, oh yeah, I'll just put that in a drawer somewhere. And they didn't even look at it. And I was thinking, what has this piece of paper given, you know, apart from wasting my time, what has it achieved? Nothing. So from then on, I actually only did sort of say, if someone asked for something twice, they obviously actually did want it. It wasn't yeah. just going to be put into a drawer. So <laughs> um, that, that was probably the, one of the, the best time saving piece of advice i had <laughs> i mean i mean cer- certainly in this day and age of red tape and, and all of that kind of thing you know like i say even if it only cut a few things out it's going to make a massive difference to your life isn't it exactly yeah um but i think the other thing i've i've always taken i think and this has been from a very early age is just to to be approachable for everyone um so i think before and after school i was always at the classroom door or the classroom gate um talking and available to the parents if they wanted to and i think to me that that was so important because you know keeping on with this parental engagement thing you know getting parents to feel that they they are part of their child's education having the time to talk to them i think is so so important for them um and not just sort of disappearing as soon as you open the door and when you send the children out staying in the class I think it's just being visible and approachable and that was something else that someone said to me I can't remember who it was again it was just make yourself available for them um you know not all the time obviously but at appropriate times um so that they feel that they can come to you because I think I think what that does is it, it brings the ethos of the school, doesn't it? it? It brings, you know, the school is the sum of its people and the energy that comes with that. And I think that sort of open ability to be able to have that conversation, I think, is much more than just like you say, the words that interact in any given conversation. It's actually much more than that. Yeah, and you know, uh, it was it always makes it easier as well if you ever do need to speak to a parent. <laughs> um, if if you've always had a chat about the fun stuff it just makes it a bit easier when you have to have a chat about something that's maybe a little bit more serious mm-hmm. um, because they've got that trust in you. They know that they can talk to you and everything like that. And you're not just the person who walks towards them when something's gone wrong for the day and everyone yes. else knows, you know, everyone else knows that they're having to do that walk and stuff like that. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It's not that sort of movie, movie mm-hmm. thing, sort of slow motion, like you say, everyone yeah. just sort of moving. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. I, I remember that from, from sort of, doing the school running and sort of picking up and especially as they get older because you're sort of further away from all the class teachers and, yeah. and you see them start to wander through all the parents in your direction it's like yeah, and you're like oh no. okay is that me or is it someone around me <laughs> yeah, yeah that's great advice i really like that um and what advice would you give your younger self now looking back i think um to give my younger self it would just be again just to be kind and approachable to everyone um everyone is going through something and you might not know what they're going through, but you can support them in your own little way. And uh, whether that's a child in your class um, who you don't know what's happened before they come to school. um, And that might be why they're having a troubled start to the day. Give them the time, um, be approachable again to them. Same for the parents though. You, You don't know what they've gone through and just sort of, make yourself 
sort of respect their their situation as well as best you can and just do the best you can for people um i think that's that's how i i would hope that people would see me anyway yeah no i love that i think i think it's really important because i think it sets something up in yourself which is very different then doesn't it in terms of starting from someone else rather than you know i've had a busy day or this has Mm. been my situation in class i think that's uh yeah really really important yeah and and just to round off and let, let's assume that tapestry and the and the forum is something which you would all definitely be a resource that you'd recommend. Is there anything yep. else that, that, <laughs> that you would use that um that, that that you would recommend to people or that they should um think about exploring? I mean, I think I when I was teaching, I found Twitter really really valuable, um, especially in the early days of Twitter. I sort of fell out of love with it a little bit, um, sort of the last few years um but actually i then realized that was just because the people i was following or the accounts that i'd maybe sort of gathered weren't probably the ones that i should be following they weren't the same kind of mindset as me and stuff like that so it was it wasn't engaging for me but the the people and support you can get on twitter if you surround yourself with the right people and the right teams of people um, I think is such an important, it's like a massive, massive staff room of fun people. Um, you know, I take part in a weekly, um, hashtag chat on a Wednesday night called EY share. Um, and that, you know, to me, that has just been a brilliant way of just getting everyone together and just talking about specific, um, topics. Um, but it's also, you know, you get the same people sometimes, you get a few new people, which is great. But I think just having that sort of that group of people who you you can approach and ask for advice and stuff like that. Um, and I think there are a lot of teachers on there who are in the same situation and just find it such a, a nice place to be. And I, as with all social media, it will have sort of a negative side to it if you don't engage in that then there's nothing again if you don't engage in it then they can't bite and they you know it can't have an effect on you i think that's very wise and, and it's the sort of thing that you'd be you know trying to explain to the people in your school as well as that you know in terms of how you want to interact with people and, and i think it's something about you know there's something about i mean twitter specifically in education which is so valuable in as much as you know the support network that you can have and the information that you can gather is global and actually it's all out there it's no longer the case that you know you can learn from the the best teacher in your school or maybe within a cluster group it's kind of there's so many things out there that you can gain in and and i think it's, it really is twitter definitely is such a valuable um place to do that so tell us where we can find out more about tapestry and, and the foundation stage forum and all of those things so that people can can find out more details i mean um tapestry has got um its own sort of website uh, tapestry.info uh, on that you can find out all the features it has we have articles related to tapestry and also primary um, everything um, but yeah so that side of things is sort of really where it pushes the um, the information for tapestry um, so I mean the the features side of things we've got documents we've got activities we've got memos um there's so many new things as well that are in the pipeline 
um, which I won't talk about in case they never, because the problem with the roadmap is that if things don't work out, <laughs> you know, if you get people's hopes up. Um, but um, so that's the tapestry.info website. But then everyone who signs up to or who has an account on Tapestry also has access to the Foundation Stage Forum, which is at eyfs.info. And the in, uh, sorry, this site has articles from going back years uh, from very sort of influential people, uh, people who are experts in their field. Um, but it also has, as you'd expect from the name, a forum uh, where people can ask questions about anything, especially during this lockdown um, and sort of the mixed advice that has been um, passed around. It's been a great place to, for people to support each other and just to try and get the answers that maybe someone hasn't understood. Um, they've asked the question and others have said, oh, yeah, this is how I understood it. Or, or as, as a, an education team, we've been able to go and find the answer for people, um, contacting people who we think may have the answer. Um, so I think, yeah, those two, those two places, the tapestry.info and eyfs.info, um, just such valuable resources and yeah recommend everyone goes and checks them out fantastic and we'll we'll have links to those on the show notes of this episode as well so Thanks. if you if you go to educationonfire.com and in the search bar just put ben case and then that'll pop up and then we'll have details of everything that we've talked about today so well ben thank you so much for chatting it's really interesting and and i'm as i said i'm really loving the fact that everyone involved in education is just really doing everything they possibly can to, to make this current situation work. And I hope that the sorts of resources and the sorts of things which have been developed and, and the new way of working and, and relationships with everyone is going to be a positive thing as we start to get schools open again and, and go back to some kind of normality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, and I think, I, I just wanted to say, actually, I think uh, the next round of CBeebies auditions is going to be very tough. Um, <laughs> looking at all the videos that teachers are putting out there, I think they're doing such an amazing job. Um, and, you know, I think we're so lucky to have an education system where people are working so hard um, for the benefit of the children. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Well, thank you so much, Ben, and wish you the best um, in the forums from here on in. And I um, look forward to chat again soon. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.